This is Tani Talks Radio, the, the show where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep, the show where we talk a sheer for the week, where we talk about something for the week for the audience members to keep. Some weeks we talk about a topic, and it's not exactly Torah-related, so we'll call it the show for the week, and the other weeks when we do it and it's exactly Torah-related, we call it the sheer for the week. Either way, it's Tani Talks Radio, where we talk the topic for the week for the audience members to keep. You can listen to us same time, same place, and God willing, it's on all podcast forums, Google, iTunes, Spotify, Yidpod, and the like. All previous episodes are constantly streamed and constantly back-to-back on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. So even if you don't come listen to us live on Mondays at 8.30 and Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you can listen to us other times, all times. It's available to be able to be listened to for many different episodes. We have over full, over seasons of tiny talks radio and before when it was tiny talks life we have a couple of seasons and before that was a lecture series with a couple of seasons so baruch hashem we have lots of different episodes over here and of course we have the other shows as well tiny talks daf the daf minute where we talk a daf lesson a day in a minute your way that's on all podcast forums as well we also have tiny talks ot where it's the ot minute minds so we talk a minute from an ot's perspective many different things in life that are helpful I believe we also have Tani Talks Parsha also on Nachum Siegel Network on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. That's about a five-minute talk and practical lessons to take from the Parsha of the week. We also have Tani Talks Pirkei Avos where we do about a week, once a week or so, a Parsha, a Mishnah from Pirkei Avos. And we're using the the Living Lessons Family Edition Fantastic Safer. And, of course, we also have the Tani Talks radio itself. So we got Daf, Perkeavos, OT, Parsham, and all these other ways. We have five ways for you to connect, and we also have a new podcast up and coming, Tani Talks Music, my written music, my original music that Hashem put in my mind from when I was in high school to all the way now. So pretty much a decade, two decade, two decade time span where you could listen, and we have it up and coming. You can look for a Tani Talks music. We're going to upload all the songs we can, the songs that I like. You know, there were 40 or so songs, give or take a couple that I don't want to bring up there. But you could catch that on, God willing, the new Jewish podcast format. The new website is coming soon. We're revitalizing it. Of course, if you want to make a podcast, I'm happy to help. JewishPodcast.fm is the best way to do it in Yidpod. One of the best ways to listen to podcasts as well. Also, very, very exciting, the Find Five project that has been in my mind that I've been working on for five years since Corona when Hashem popped the idea in my head. It's been weekly installments in the Jewish Link, the wonderful, wonderful paper that's seen around the Tri-State areas. We had a couple editions sparkled here and there in the Jewish Views as well. We are very, very close, God willing, to bringing the book to the world, the Find Five book. Very, very exciting. It's in draft right now. We have all the pages compiled. My wife is the writer and the editor, so we're going through that now. And God willing, hopefully at some future point, we're going to self-publish it on Amazon and then sell it. It's going to be called Blineder, God willing. Find Fievel, a fun with Fievel and family. It's got three parts, lots of different pictures to find the family and the items in each and every picture, and then you follow them through the Jewish year, and then the last section is lots of games. Very, very exciting. One of the most exciting projects I think I've ever done. And there are many, many, many more major ideas in the pipeline, in the mind, in my mind. I have a whole universe of ideas that I would love to come to fruition. If you're interested in that, I'm happy to tell you more about it, and God willing, we'll also build a website about that in the future as well. 
is the plan. So big, exciting things happening in life, hopefully for everyone as well. And one of the most things I really look forward to every week, I talk about this a lot on all the different shows and all the different shiurim, is really books. I really can't tell you what it's like during the week. One of my favorite things to do is to play the guitar. We talked about this a lot of times on different episodes, how wonderful and how cathartic and how expressive and how great playing the guitar feels. And it really is just calming and, and wonderful to the soul. And now uh, my wife is finishing up grad school her last semester, so when she has the, when she's with her professor for the Zoom for those hours, I like to play for the kids, although apparently it's too loud. And uh, thank God, finally, after all these years, I finally thought of a song. And um, we're working on that. Of course, that's one of my favorite things to do during the week itself, when we can use electricity and whatnot. One of my favorite, favorite things of the entire week is the reading. So listen, when the kids are fed now in the winter months, and we get them in bed, and we're not meant to rhyme, and the candles are burning, the beautiful, beautiful Shabbos candles, the, the crystal offsetting the flames, you know, we have the pomegranate ones on the large ones, and the, the regular ones on the smaller ones, beautiful, beautiful thing, we have this this uh, glass versus like metal, silver kind of a, a fusion in the dining room once we decorated, a year plus, so we made the room pink, with a, with a different light, and we put in this mini break fun, all these ideas Hashem gave me. And then the, the living room we made into light blue with the dark blue couch and whatnot, and made the wood accents of the break fronts and the little mini desk we have blue. So in here, you know, when we light the candles, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, and the candles are there. And then once the kids are in bed, I literally look forward to sitting down and opening up, breaking out a really good book, a really good Jewish book. I've always loved reading, but when I was younger, much younger, I started reading, and it was like the, the non-Jewish books. The content is not kosher, really. The the gore and the violence and the wordage, you know, the 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 words that they use is not kosher. So once my wife and I got married, we made the decision to get rid of all those kind of books and to switch over to only Jewish authors. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Art School, Sharp Press, Menucha Publishers, Futsa Publishers, Israel Bookshop, Feldheim Publishers, they all have such, such good books. And when it's a good book and I don't want to put it down, that's how I know it's one of my real good books. I need mystery, suspense, thriller are my favorite types. And when I open up a book and I could just sink into it and just delve in the story, get lost in the story, that's really one of the highlights of the week. I love books. I love reading. Reading is awesome. And in my mind, not all reading is created equally. You know, when we're doing Torah learning, we want to get something out of it. We want to, like, get closer to Hashem. We want to get closer to the Torah. So that's a different mindset. When I listen with when I when I invest my imagination in a novel, it's a whole different thing. I don't have to like use my brain to actually fully try to internalize and remember these kind of things. It's a whole different kind of thing. It's for leisure. It's for pleasure. It's for you know enjoyment of Onik Shabbos. That's why even though I want to read so much during the week, I don't. And I try to wait just for Shabbos and just for Yom Tov. And then the even better is when I have my Shabbos treats. I those sour sticks or sour belts is like my very guilty pleasure for Shabbos. And then the pomegranate seeds, those two things are like my major go-to. Once the kids are in bed and the kids are sleeping, and I have my book and it's Mamish Kavaldik, it's like literally the highlight for me. And my wife reads next to me, and then we 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 can exchange talking about the books. Oh, what part of the story are you up to? Oh, did you meet Nati yet? Did you meet Tiko yet? The book she's currently in the middle of. Very interesting. 
Mystery, suspense, thriller is my favorite best. Ayal Gabo is one of my favorite characters. Jonas Appears books, he has eight of them. A very interesting, like, super spy, super uh, agent from the former Mossad. And now he's like an agent for hire. He does his own thing. Very interesting. Because I love books. I love reading. Getting lost in a novel, especially a Jewish novel, is amazing. And we've loved books so much that I talked about many times over the years that a couple of years ago... Right around Corona time, or maybe before, we started the Free Lending Library in our basement. We have a whole section for grown-ups. We have a good 40, 50 books, novels from, again, just Jewish novels, Jewish content, Jewish themes, from Feldheim and Sharp Press and Menucha. And so it's a press. I can never remember if it's Sufta or Tzfutza. is a bookshop. And then we started this year, we started a kids section. So I have another little storage container, you could call it. One of these like Rubbermaid kind of things with two shelves. Lots of kids books in there, probably another 30, 40 kids books for like second, third, fourth, fifth grade. And this is to the ability to spread the love of reading, to spread the love of having a book. You know, one, one week, a couple of months ago, we had a family over and their kid is a devourer devours books so she went down to the basement found a book and i had nacha seeing the kid taking a book from the library and just getting lost in the story and she loved it so much that she took it home and then she finished it they brought it back weeks later that's awesome you know getting lost in a book is great and that's why i wanted the the lending library my wife wanted the lending library we advertise in one of our local schools that they put it in usually on thursdays and on fridays and here and there we'll get patrons we could always use more patrons we could always use more books if you want to donate feel free maximum tee7 at gmail.com we're welcome to take the donations as well we like to do such a thing because it's wonderful to be involved in a book you know, when you have a mystery, a suspense, a thriller, when the heart's pumping, beating fast, seeing the scenes in your mind, seeing, imagining the scenarios in your mind, there's nothing better. When you're really involved in a book, when you really get lost in the book, it's awesome. Again, this is what we want to do. This is how we can have real Onik Shabbos on Friday night. Everyone has their different things. Some people might lo- love reading a really technical piece from some author e- eons ago, but everyone needs to go to their kind of a thing. When you have a good story with good characters that I don't want to put it down, I can't re- wait to read it again on Shabbos or Yom Tov, that's the sign of a really good book in my mind. That's the sign of a really good book, but I try to only read it on Shabbos to enhance Shabbos. Try to only read it on Yom Tov to enhance Yom Tov. By us, we have a wonderful and awesome public library. Ten minute walk away. They have great programs. There's great books to get, especially for my wife in her grad school class. She gets it sometimes from there. They do have some Jewish novels, but I feel like it's not enough, and it's not exclusive enough. You know, I don't need to see uh, Patterson's books on the left and then Grisham's books and then... Uh, you know, uh, David Golden's book, Goldmeyer's, or whatever the Jewish author's name is, right next to that. I want only Jewish options. So that was my idea. My my real dream one day is to, like, knock down the little metal shed that we never use and to build, like, a standing structure where it's just for the free lending library to put a sign on the front, a lock in the front with a combination that any patron wants to come and use it, and it's weatherproof. And we have, like, wall-to-wall, all-around books, and you have, like a table and you have like egg chairs where people could sit and read and they could leave and take it that's like the dream one day if anyone wants to sponsor that it's a good chunk of change but i love the concept i would love to do that one day also 
The question is, though, why is reading so excellent? Why is reading so important? And I'll give you some sources why it is so good. EverydayHealth.com points out that more Americans are reading fewer books overall, raising questions about the possible health impacts. According to a survey conducted in 2021 by the Pew Research Center, 23% of American adults reportedly did not read any part of a book in either paper or electronic form from the past 12 months. Pause. I actually don't like ebooks. I used to have a Kindle many years ago, and I tried it. I really tried it. You know, someone got it for me. It was like the Sony version. Very hard to navigate to put on books and whatnot. I just, I didn't enjoy the experience. It didn't feel like the real sensory experience of a book that you could open and you could shut, you could turn the pages. It's just not the same. I didn't get the same enjoyment. Besides the fact that you can't use it on childless, you can't use it on Yom Tov. So you can use it during the week. Yes, you can take hundreds of books with you. And I've even tried the, the book app on on the phone. But again, I don't like that it's, it's not fully Jewish-centered. If we could get a way to get Jewish books on an app like... Yidbook, or some aspect where we could get only Jewish books on an only Jewish app. That would be amazing. Only Jewish books on an only Jewish app would also be a wonderful thing. We need to figure out a way to do that. We need to find a way to do that. So we need to make sure to be involved in such a thing. We want it to be only Jewish books in an only Jewish app is such a good thing it would be great and that would be a wonderful thing to do in our life and we want to make sure that we could do such a thing and it would be good to think about how to do that and we want to make sure that we have such accounts such an aspect such an idea we need to have that. Maybe one day we'll have such a thing. There is audiobooks that are Jewish. That's wonderful. I think an ebook only Jewish books would be fantastic as well. But that's for during the week. But really, it can't do it. It doesn't feel the same. You know, it doesn't read the same. You know, I could read an article. I could read articles on a phone. It doesn't feel the same. Even a magazine, by the way, doesn't cut it for me. I need a real novel with a real full story. Even a short story book doesn't really cut it for me. I read. Riva Pomerantz is a great author. Ruthie Perlman is a great author. She has a short stories, book one and two. Didn't cut it for me. I didn't like it. I like a really good story, start to finish one story. You get to know the characters. You get to love the characters, especially this guy is awesome. This guy is awesome. You know? And you really connect to the characters. You connect to the scenes. You connect to the families. You connect to the people involved. It's not the same when it's electronic versus paper. The trend, according to Everyday Health, also, holds true among children. The Pew Research Center reports that the number of children and adolescents ages 9 to 13 who read for fun is the lowest it's ever been for fun, in quotes. Why do you think that is? Of course, it's because of the technology. There's too many technological things. Wonderful advances in technology. I love that there's the Jewish iPod. I'm a huge fan of 24-6. I actually want to get one myself. I want to be a product tester. I reached out to them. We'll see what they say. Love those kind of things, but there's just too much tablets, too much iPads. My kids always want to use iPads and tablets, and I say no as much as I can. I want them. If they are bored, let them find a different solution. Hopefully, we'll see how long that lasts. But, 
you know, get away from the devices. It's it's so tragic how little people read, how little kids read. While reading of any form can be beneficial, research suggests that reading traditional paper books over digital forms may be superior due to readers' abilities to more effectively recall events and the overall timeline in a given story, which I love. Huge fan of that. Researchers also note, however, that comprehension may be similar across both formats. According to the Harvard Business Review, while nonfiction offers opportunities for language development and learning, literary fiction may offer even benefits, including empathy, critical thinking skills, and more. Due to an increasingly fast-paced lifestyle and seemingly endless responsibilities, reading may be on the bottom of your list of priorities, but that may be worth reconsidering. RealSymbol.com explains there's nothing like the smell of old books or the crack of a new one's spine. Plus, you'll never run low on battery. I'll tell you, every time my wife opens a book, she smells it, she sniffs it, which I think is very cute. I think it's a, a nice thing because the book has a smell. It has that new book smell, especially when we buy them new. It's very cool, and it's a, it's a sensory experience. The tactile of the page, the, the, the smell of it, the olfactory of it, is a whole different experience. As it turns out, diving into a page turning can also offer benefits for your health and happiness. Although more and more people own ebooks, it seems safe to say that real books aren't going anywhere yet. I hope they never go anywhere. And these benefits our reading are here to say. When it comes to actually remembering what you're reading, you're better off going with a book than you are with an ebook. The feel of paper pages under your fingertips provides your brain with some context which can lead to a deeper understanding and better comprehension of the subject you're reading about, Wired reports. So to read the benefits of a good read, opt for the kind with physical pages. Sensory-wise as well, of course, I'm an OT by nature, by occupation. That's what I do for my day job. We talk about this a lot, especially in the first show, the first season of my podcast of my show, I remember all those years ago, having my own debate of ebooks versus real books, and I said that real books really wins in the end. Now we call it Honey Talk. So today we're in the seventh season. We're doing the minute mindset, and God willing, next year we'll continue the minute concept, Blaine Edger, but we're going to change it to its name to something else. We'll keep it Tony Talk So Tea, but stay tuned to see. Theprintauthority.com points out how books require no power to operate, so you can read them in any environment with light. You don't need power to recharge a book. You can also easily write, highlight passages, or dog ear pages in a book, although some book lovers may frown upon doing so. Many users report having more eye strain reading digital editions than physical books. In addition, it is much easier to work with multiple books and sources, for example, to write a research paper when dealing with physical books. It is also usually easier to keep track of specific pages or page or passages in physical books since the pages never change. Many studies confirm that reading comprehension is better with physical books than with ebooks. Although young people may read more quickly on an e-reader, the speed and potential distraction of links, scrolling, advertisements usually mean People remember and retain what they are reading better in physical books. Many readers also enjoy the touch and feel of holding and turning the pages of a book, which I told you. And some people, like my wife, love the smell of a new book. That's a sensory experience. Physical books can be borrowed, gifted, or sold. You can also borrow books easily from the library, like the free lending library that we have in our house in the basement, which has its own separate entrance. 
we actually changed the doorknob, which had just a like pull handle, which I hated. And uh, now, you know, we get in and out, so people have the privacy to come in through the back, so they come right to the books and leave. My kids love when we get patrons to the library. They always run down, and they're like, Abba, Dad, who's going to take a book? Is someone coming to a library? Can we come down? Can we please come down and see and say hello? You can easily borrow books from a library. Also, in the case of a book that has special value to a reader or is an antique, it can be retained for a lifetime without worrying about e-reader compatibility or e-book formatting. Also, books have some decorative value as they are placed on bookshelves for later use. Sam Holstein points out, books are cheaper. Books retain more. It's easier to take notes with books. You can see new books in a store or a library. It's easier to loan, and you actually want to own them physically. Going to Jewish libraries and bookstores and Havdal regular libraries and bookstores is a great way to spend your day. The people you find in bookstores can be lovely. They're the kind of people who would rather talk about the Roman 3rd century crisis than talk about the latest fashions. They would rather own a library than a walk-in closet. Bookstores also have wonderful atmospheres. They're quiet, they're friendly, they actively encourage the act of standing around reading. If you got a lazy Sunday looking for something to do with a friend, visit a bookstore is a really great option. I remember one time... We went away one of our past family trips, and one day we went to like the book barn. I think it was in Jersey, a place in Jersey, and it's like they have a, a whole acre dedicated. They have five different like uh, pop-up structures that house the books, and it's like a whole spread of like f- every type of book from uh, under the sun. Very interesting. Very interesting. You could also loan people physical books much more easily. Healthline.com points out. The benefits of reading books are many. It can positively affect your life. It strengthens the brain. It increases empathy. It builds vocabulary. It prevents cognitive decline. It reduces stress. It aids sleep. It alleviates depression. And it strengthens the lifespan. Lifehack.com points out how mental stimulation for your brain happens when you read a book. When you read every day, you stimulate your mental activity. I can't tell you what it's like to picture these different scenes when Ayala is chasing after a bad guy running away from the cops because he got mixed up in some other business and you vision how he's like running through, speeding through time, speeding through space, narrowly avoiding and hitting this person, this person. You're, you're stimulating your mental creativity, your imagination. So cool. It's also a good habit for stress reduction. Everyday concerns will keep bothering you unless you do something to divert your mind. Reading gives you that mental space to occupy yourself with something more interesting. When you read a great story, all your stress seems to slip away and relax you since you tend to travel mentally in a different realm. Sometimes while reading, you come across valuable advice or solutions to your problems. Reading also has knowledge enhancement. One of the great benefits of reading books is that the knowledge you gain from them can never be taken away from you. Unlike worldly possessions, your knowledge will stay with you till the end of time, hopefully. Reading also is great for vocabulary expansion. When you develop the habit of reading, you enhance your vocabulary. Reading any type of book can improve your vocabulary to an impressive extent. Having great command over the language is known to help many in their professional and academic life. Moreover, with better vocabulary knowledge, you get to fill yourself with self-confidence when sitting in a group with a knowledgeable audience. Reading is fantastic. Reading is fantastic. Reading improves your memory. Regular reading is a great exercise for your brain. If you read a fictional book, which is my favorite, mystery, suspense, thriller, I'm telling you, is my favorite. Of the Jewish genre, only of the Jewish genre. 
of the Jewish publishers. If you read a fictional book, your brain is forced to remember the names and nature of various characters. Going back to their history and remembering events or plots is fun and improves your memory. One of the greatest benefits of reading daily is that your brain becomes super powerful. An amazing fact about our brain is that it can retain a great amount of information. With every new memory, your brain creates new brain pathways or synapses. Moreover, it strengthens your existing memory, helps to recall short-term memory, and stabilizes mood. How cool is that? If you read, you get stronger analytical thinking skills. Also, you should know that reading is active. While watching TV, watching a show, watching videos is very passive. They're doing everything for you. They're enacting everything for you. All you're doing is watching. When you read, you're actively involved in creating these things, creating these brainwaves. And you get to envision what you think the character looks like or how this character sounds or looks or, or what this depiction of this house, of this castle, of this city looks like. Stronger analytical thinking skills comes from reading as well. If you're still wondering what other benefits of reading regularly are, consider this. One of the most amazing benefits of reading every day is that it can improve your analytical skills. Reading mystery novels helps you develop skills that can assist you in problem solving. While reading a novel, the disclosure, disclosure is pretty slow and your mind is forced to predict or make guesses. Upon disclosure, you get to connect the dots. It's fun to make your brain smarter. And enhance, excuse me, your analytical skills. Subconsciously, the brain is trained to think more smartly and develop strong analytical skills you can expect to gain from this in your personal and professional life. Reading improves focus and concentration. One of the worst things that technology has done to us is to make us lazy. Almost everything is available with ease. We hardly make an effort to focus on solving issues or concentrate on bringing about any improvement. Want food? Just open your phone and order via the app. Want to close? Again, use an app and try on the tires virtually. You can see where we're going. You can agree that we even tend to get lazy don't even put an effort to remember things. Simply put a reminder on the phone and that's it. I happen to think reminders and calendars excellent, but that's a different story. While, while reading can bring back the lost power of focus and concentration if you are involved in it a lot, if you feel that using modern technology lowers our productivity, then develop the healthy habit of reading every day. Keeping yourself occupied with reading for about 20 to 30 minutes can be great for your brain. It can help you with better focus and concentration. You may have been doing it wrong for those who still find it difficult to develop focus or concentrate properly. Reading also gives you better writing skills. If you read more, you will naturally become good at writing skills. Since your vocabulary and pronunciation improve by reading regularly, it eventually makes you a better writer. We're not just talking about writing fiction, books, novels, etc. Even when writing something in everyday personal and professional life, your writing skills would have improved with regular reading. The more you read, the better your writing skills will become. You would tend to focus on various aspects of writing that would allow you to write more effectively than others. Reading brings tranquility. I talk about this a lot. We opened up talking about this, that when the, the flames are going, uh, the Shabbos candles, kids are sleeping, and I open my book, I'm in my tranquil space, and I like to just, I get in my Zen space, I like to just have that calm, getting into the book, diving into the book, cozying up with a book under the blanket, on the cozy couch with the cozy pillow, there's nothing like it. Don't you sometimes feel like just getting away from all the hustle and bustle of everyday nonsense? Find your tranquility. It's not always cost-effective to plan a trip to get some time in solitude. Reading a book allows you to gain similar tranquility. What's more interesting is that people suffering from high blood pressure and anxiety can find peace in reading. 
And reading is also a free source of entertainment once you own the book. We do spend on movies and music so much. Why? It's for entertainment, isn't it? Then why not simply read books with the same purpose? You would be surprised to know that some of your favorite movies or TV series were made after getting inspiration from some of the greatest novels. What's more interesting is that reading books would cost a lot less and keep you entertained for longer. And you know that the book is always better. There's a very famous phrase, the book was better, the book is always better. Hard to find someone that will say the movie was better than the book because the book is always better than the movie. When you're involved in it, there's always what you can get from it. The book is always better than the movie. Even Harry Potter, you know, I read the books. I love, love, love the books. I love the movies too, but the books were for sure better because you vision in your mind what the what the character looks like, what the castle looks like. And they did a great job, don't get me wrong, but the book is always better. The JC.com points out, Jewish Chronicle, Children who read regularly do better at school, have larger vocabularies, and are more likely to go to university no matter what their family background is. But also, reading helps children expand their imagination, deal with stress, and can help them empathize with others. In other words, reading makes kids kinder, calmer, and cleverer. JUF.org points out, Jewish Chicago, if reading could be patented, it would be sold as a wonder drug. The announcement of its health benefits to read like the miracle cures promised by old-time carnival hawkers or today's equivalent, the attention-grabbing ads at the bottom of your screen. Boosts intelligence, improves social skills, scientifically proven to reduce stress. In fact, reading provides these benefits and more. Research published in the journal Neurology reports that reading preserves brain function and slows memory decline. A study by Sussex University shows that reading can reduce stress by as much as 68%. By losing yourself in a thoroughly engrossing book, you can escape from the worries and stresses of the everyday world while exploring the domain of the author's imagination. Cognitive neuropsychologist David Lewis told The Telegraph, literary fiction in particular can help readers build empathy and improve their interaction with others. Narratives that portray characters, thoughts, and feelings expand readers' capacity to understand that other people hold beliefs and desires different from their own. According to research published in Science, understanding others' mental states is a crucial skill that enables the complex social relationships that characterize human societies, David Corner Kidd and Emmanuel Cassano wrote of their findings. How do you get kids to read? In our kids' school, they get to choose a book from the library once a week and give it back and take another one the next week. If they lose it, they can't take the next book they put on hold until they find the previous one. Unfortunately, that's happened to us many times. The kids love library class. They also have fun Friday in one of the grades where they read with a blanket and flashlight like one of our sons did in first grade and another son is in first grade now. The principal in TAG, Principal Feldman, has thought of a way to engage the kids in reading. As pointed out by Jewish Action Magazine, to encourage reading, Feldman has instituted Book Month each year at her school to make reading a cool activity. The month features a variety of fun activities. Students bring in blankets and pillows and books to read on cozy Fridays, which is like what we do in our son, what they do in our son's school, our kids' school. They fill out book logs for a school-wide reading contest and get to dress up as their favorite character in a book they've read. Education experts in the Jewish and general world would agree social media online videos and bullet point presentations with shorter sentences and short paragraphs have combined to discourage young students from developing reading habits or appreciating longer tomes the well-known children's author bracha goetz says lack of interest in reading is not as widespread among younger members of the orthodox community as it is for the general population because of shabbos which greatly contributes to reading time in other words, kids who aren't turning to television or electronic devices for 25 hours a week are more likely to open up a book. Think about what you could do on Shabbos.
without technology and wonderful, wonderful things we could do. Board games, reading, of course, Torah learning and singing and family time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Certain genres can compete more successfully in this age of limited attention spans. Jewish comics are very popular, says Racheli Carmel, a 7th grader from Farakway at the time of the writing of the of the article from Farakway, New York, who is an avid reader. Indeed, visit any Jewish bookstore and witness the sheer variety of Jewish comics available. How does the Jewish community raise a generation of readers? How do we share a love of reading with young students? Some advice for parents and teachers called from a variety of education experts on making young readers likely to turn into lifelong readers. Start them young. Children are able to listen to books being read before they're able to read them themselves. Of course, they get used to the written or read variety. Offer a variety. All sort of reading material is available now. Newspapers, magazines, blogs, etc. As long as they're reading something, let them read. My, my uh, third grader loves, loves, loves graphic novels. He's very into the, the cat kid and the dog man. I don't like them. My wife doesn't like them, but he loves them. Trying to get him to see other things, use other things, other graphic Jewish novels even, but he's not having it. So let him read as long as it's not too crazy. Offer variety, though. Let them see. Let the child choose what they want to read. They know best what interests them. Take kids to the library. Make it familiar territory, especially our library in the basement. The kids see it all the time. They know they could choose a book anytime from down there. Start, start with short-term goals. A chapter a day is easier at the beginning than an entire book. Make it fun. A book does not need to fit into a syllabus or curriculum. Sometimes it can just be an escape or entertainment. Allow children to dislike a book. Forcing them to accept your choice may lead them to resent that particular choice in reading in general. Reading should not be seen as a form of punishment, God forbid. Model the habit. Kids are likely to pick up the reading habit when they see their parents doing it. I'm telling you, every week on Chavez, my wife and I try as hard as we can to read. Leisure reading, pleasure reading, just because it's beautiful. Reading owning shops from Jewish publishers and Jewish authors. Keep lots of books at home. We have that down to a pad in our lending library in the basement, so children will not need to go to Barnes & Noble or a library when they have some spare time when they have books in their own house. You can do a competition, prizes in school for the most books read, and book reports handed in for each one. Read may spur students to read as many books as possible, even if for the sake of short-term reward. Let the children know the benefits of reading. If it teaches them practical skills, improves their grades, or facilitates a hobby, they're more likely to appreciate the reading habit. Introduce your child to a book series. One good book may encourage kids to follow up with other good books by the same author. Following the story, following the characters is awesome. Discuss books with the kids. Show that you value their reading. Praise their reading. That will build their self-confidence and make them more likely to keep reading. Boost, boost their thespian skills. Ask your children to act up key elements of a book chapter. This gives them practice in identifying the most important parts of the text and the opportunity to communicate in a format that may be engaging for those with writing challenges. Let kids trade books with their friends. Feminists and started a book swap at her home where children books with their classmates and describe why they have found a particular book of interest. In other words, a book club in the guise of a social activity for kids. Finally, Harry Potter. No one has ever kept track of how many youngsters have been turned into readers through J.K.'s Rowling's readings. Series of books about the boy wizard, but the number surely must be in the millions. Ruth Statman, librarian of Beis Yaakov, Baltimore Medical School, says that she has seen countless students, previously indifferent to reading, who now read one Harry Potter book after another. Rowling is a genius, she says. I would also add that you can build your own lending library of Jewish books. 
and novels with books you probably already have. That's exactly what we did with FLL, the free lending library, which we run in our basement. Patron comes at an appointment time, takes out as many books as they want. We give them around three, four weeks officially to use. We have Jewish adult novels, kid novels from companies such as Feldharm, Sharp Press, Art School, Manucha Publishers, Israel Bookshops, Sufta, and more. It's really a wonderful, wonderful thing. But really, we got to be involved. We have to understand there's so many benefits, so many benefits that reading is a beloved, beloved, beloved pastime. It boosts imagination, sparks curiosity, provides escape, reduces stress. JewishLife.co.ca also talks about this. It really is beautiful. It cannot be overstated how wonderful, wonderful reading is. When people think about reading, when you really love reading, people who think about it get all warm and fuzzy. A love for reading is something that we we need to instill in our kids. It's so wonderful. It's good for the esteem. It's good for working on many things. And it is amazing. There's no question that the greater the attention paid to enriching literacy in the school and home environments, the bigger the impact on the child's ability to read, says occupational therapist with a special interest in dyslexia, Shelley Sosnovic. I am an OT myself. I know how important reading is. It is so important to read to your child and to model an enjoyment of reading. Exposure to books and reading is essential for literacy development and enrichment and can lessen the severity of literacy difficulty, encourage the use of strong language skills, and cultivate your child's vocabulary. The first step is to get them to read and install a love of books from reading to them, having them hearing you read, seeing you read, seeing how much you love to read. Really get involved in it. You gotta get them involved. You gotta see the full bookcases at home, the passion for reading. Get that library in your own house or go to a library and understand there's benefits for the mind, there's emotional intelligence that happens with it, there's spiritual upliftment involved with it. Reading can be hard, but it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's wonderful to be involved with it. It's awesome to be involved in it. I love reading. Reading is awesome. Books are awesome. There are so many ways to get them involved. I encourage you to be involved and to get involved and have it in your life. And hopefully you'll have a love of reading and your kids will have a love of reading. And it'll be an amazing, wonderful development for your kids and everyone around you. This has been Tani Talks Radio where we talk a topic for the week for the audience members to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.